Transform those likes into paying clients. Learn how to turn social popularity into profit for your business. Are you creating engaging posts and sharing content left and right, but unable to convert any of those likes into paying clients? It's frustrating. I get it. I've been there too. When I first started my business, the first thing I did was create my social media pages, believing that it was my goldmine. But even though I was giving my all and constantly creating new content, I barely had anything to show for it. None of my hard-earned blood, sweat, and tears or followers were converting into clients. That's why I created the Social to Sales program, because likes don't pay the bills, but creating an intimate relationship with your audience does. And in my four-week program, I'll be sharing with you everything you need to know to transform your random social media activity into a reliable lead generation engine. Click on the link in the show notes to get on the wait list and be the first to know when the doors are open. I'm excited to see you there. Have you ever been asked to do the one thing you dreaded most? Often we find ourselves stuck at that crossroads, the place in our journey when we realize that the old way of doing things is just no longer working. Learning to pivot brings freedom in life and business. When life provided the opportunity, I left corporate America to start my first business in 2004 while raising my twins. In 2021, we left the only life we had ever known and moved across the country to start over. There were more questions than answers and the road ahead was unclear. We decided to let faith, not fear, be our compass. Today, we are building the life of our dreams. With my background in marketing and a decade in the photography industry, I know how to help entrepreneurs shine online and share their talents with the world. The opportunity to rebuild my business allowed me to transition into a role as a business coach and a personal brand strategist. Join us here each week where we share simple strategies to get you unstuck in life and business and on your way to living the life you've been dreaming of. I am your host, Shelly Niehaus, and this is the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Educated, Empowered, Inspired Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest, Tamira Hamilton, a seasoned sales and marketing professional, Pinterest expert, and visionary creator behind Pin Profits Mastery. With a remarkable career spanning over three decades with Fortune 100 companies, Tamira's expertise is unmatched. Her journey from a single mother to an entrepreneurial powerhouse has driven her to help others liberate their potential. Today, Tamira will share her insights on the latest marketing trends, drawing from her extensive experience and expertise in the content strategy and social media arena. Well, welcome, Tamira. We're excited to have you today. Be here. I um, am excited to share with you and our, share with our guests all of your amazing knowledge on um, Pinterest. That's going to be a strategy we're going to be diving into today. And um, I am ready to dive in. But before we do that, I want to start with little, learning a little bit more about you. So fill us up in a little bit about, um, you know, maybe some of the, the gaps that I missed or anything you want us to know before we dive into our topic. So my name is Tamira, of course, and I live in southeastern Wisconsin. I'm a lifelong resident. I have two adult children, 26 and 31, and my two adorable grandbabies that I just love. And they're really like the why and driving force behind me being an entrepreneur. They're nine and three. And as a single mom, 
I missed a lot, right? I was very ambitious. I was the first person in my family to get that four-year college degree. I also coincidentally turned 18 one Tuesday, had a baby the next. And then um, a year after graduating undergrad, I had my second. And so I had a lot of ambition. I had a lot of goals and dreams and aspirations of the life I wanted to provide them with. And so um, when you're as driven and I'm going to go on on the limb and say as talented, as gifted as I am, um, unfortunately, sometimes that means you have to miss out on things. And when you're the sole financial provider, you sometimes are taking on more of that masculine energy and choosing to do things that are going to put more money on the table to provide more experiences and provide. My big thing was I wanted to close the gap between, you know, yes, I was the first person to get that college degree in my family, but when I sat in orientation for my first job out of college and, you know, I was sitting amongst people, you know, they started their careers without the student loan debt. They started with getting huge lump sums of money to start their adult life with. And I didn't have those things. I wanted to close that gap for my children. You know, I felt like me getting that college education was a huge piece, but there was more. And so that was a lot of my motivation and I missed a lot of things, especially with my second daughter. And so my grandchildren are a huge part of why I fight so hard to remain an entrepreneur and help other women also become entrepreneurs. So after about 22 years in the workforce, I had it. I was set up with being <laughs> overworked, underpaid, used and abused. And um, I hit these internet streets and have been out here with my skills and talents and, you know, helping slay dragons and helping other women get to the point in their life where they feel comfortable enough to do like I did, turn their back on toxic work environments and toxic bosses. And even if it's not a toxic work environment or a boss to be able to give themselves the freedom to be there. The one thing that was great with my children growing up was that my grandparents were still alive. And so my grandparents became like their surrogate parents while I went out and slayed corporate wow. dragons and they would take them to doctor's appointments. They got, they got the bus to and from school right in front of their house, came home to that hot, you know, home cooked meal. So at least they weren't institutionalized yeah. with daycares. And so I wanted to be able to be in a position to do that as needed or as desired for my grandchildren too. Uh, well, what a blessing to have just that support system through your grandparents and that they set that example for you to be able to want to do that um, for your grandkids. And that's what this podcast my is turn. all about. <laughs> It's it's about empowering women to maybe do something non-traditional that allows them to have the freedom and the flexibility or even just the options that allow us to maybe do things a little differently than we had thought initially coming out of college. And a lot of that's changing, pivoting, and things like that. So we're going to dive into some great topics today that will hopefully educate and empower all of you guys to um, make some different and better choices in your business. Uh, but that's the first question I always like to start off with with my guests is uh, talk to us a little bit about a time when you did pivot, you know, a pivot in life or business, whatever works for you. But just tell us a little bit about that time and what you had to do to pivot. I would say there's a big shift happening in the online marketing world and in marketing in general. And that is the shift from the primary 
focus or target of marketing and social media targeting being millennial to generation X. This is a very different generation in that they don't like the traditional forms of marketing. They don't like to feel like they're being marketed to, but man, do they love being marketed to, right? Down to the, the words, the visuals. And it was a little bit of a tough transition for me. And I had to explore why, what was I afraid of? Because I don't consider myself an old school marketer. I'm definitely like not like with the whole boomer thing. Um, I'm a Gen X person myself. And so I had to really explore what these differences were and I had to learn to embrace them and get excited about them. And so when you have that shift happening along with the emergence of artificial intelligence, it has really become a very exciting time to be alive. For me, again, it's become a very exciting time to be in marketing. And I'm an educator by spiritual gift. You know, it's something that's probably, being an educator is something that's huge in my family. My mom is a natural educator. I have several aunties and great aunties who, who have been school teachers, cousins, and principals of schools as well. So. For me, it was never about going that route with education, but teaching others, like I said, about how to get more visibility in their marketing, how to nurture, how to first collect and then nurture and convert leads into customers and move them entirely through the buyer's journey. And for a while, it just felt like I was just, the entire industry was just stuck in a rut. Like, well, there's really not much else to educate people on if they don't know about this by now. They either are stuck under a rock or they don't want to know, which is just not true, Right. but it just kind of got boring and redundant to me. And so now with AI and a lot of the other things that are happening, it's just very exciting again. So how I went about that, like I said, is I just started to really explore and, and use artificial intelligence, right? The, the one thing about me is I'm always excited for new technology. So being able to play with the new technology and and see and figure out how I can make it work for me to better serve my clients and my students. And I can honestly say my revenue has just skyrocketed oh. since using the, the AI. And I think some of that too is again, because I'm super excited about it. Like I can't shut up about it. I just want to tell the entire world about it. And I just hop out of bed again because of the things, some of the things that, for example, that I used to really dread or hate doing um, in my business are now automated or I go to, oh. you know, AI and have the, have AI take care of those things for me. So that, that's, that's what I would say is you've got to always explore why are you resisting it? What are the fears and face them? head on. And sometimes that's as simple as just saying the devil is alive. Who said that? <laughs> I ask myself that a lot. Like who said that? Right. You know, sometimes you find yourself repeating things that your mother or grandmother or somebody said, and you're like, okay, but is that really true? <laughs> yep. We just pass it down and pass it down. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we go into some of our strategies, you said that there's some differences go between, you know, the, the millennials and the Gen Z could you just give us a little bit of an overview, um, just for maybe educate our listeners a little bit about maybe what a few of those differences are and how we can take that into our next part of our discussion is learning to market to them in a different way. So just, just educate us on all the things. 
feels for sure are definitely more of your Instagram crowd, right? And your Gen Z is, is historically more TikTok, right? And when you think about the differences between the two in those respects, Instagram was once about the very curated, perfect looking feed and you followed that feed, which I never really did because I'm just not like a, a color in between the lines kind of type of gap. And so TikTok is a lot more and the Gen Z is a lot more about like how I am right now unintentionally, no makeup, you know, <laughs> we had a little, I had a little misunderstanding with the time of recording this stuff. I was just about to start putting my face on and, I, well, and it's like, oh, you got to get on there, right? That's the beauty of Zoom filters. Nobody knows, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'll be right there and throwing on my shirt. Well, TikTok is more like that in the moment, not curated, you know, what are you thinking? Being real, showing up as you are, right? I also was looking at some different things over the weekend for some of my own marketing and courses and email marketing and things like that. And, and I'm looking at some more of the differences between the two. And again, millennial, when they curate or do a collage, you see lots of lines and everything fitting together perfectly. Where with Gen Z, they're multidimensional. That's the best way I can describe it is they are multidimensional. So their collages are going to, things are gonna be overlapping. You're gonna see different boundaries or, or borders, like the little glow thing around a cutout, right? There's going to look more like a scrapbook, but with dimension to it. And you're going to see a lot more bold and bright colors and fun and whimsical, um, reminiscent of what Tumblr was Ooh. for a lot of people back, you know, in like 2009, 2010, how people were having fun with the Tumblr aesthetic. And now, you know, Gen Z has taken that to a different um, level by adding more dimension and texture is huge as well with Gen Z. And so they just don't really like the old school, this is a marketing ad. They It should feel very seamless to them. You, you know, they want to be educated, they want to be informed, and they want to see more of a demo than the old school typical traditional advertising method. And so we're going to continue to see a decline in TV ad spend, radio ad spend, and more and more ad spend being done on social media, which is going to put the squeeze on the smaller guys like us and gals, because it means that cost is going to go up. So we have to really know our targeting. We really have to know who we're targeting. And to be honest, if you're listening to this, chances are you're not targeting Gen Z. I don't target Gen Z, right? Yeah. But knowing these things is important for my marketing because we are still using the same algorithms that are favoring Gen Z. And so we have to know these things and incorporate them into our marketing, not so much to appeal to them, but to get the visibility and to be seen and discovered on the social media platforms. Okay. And just for context so that everyone knows what we're talking about as far as social media platforms, which ones are you putting in that current bucket that probably people are leaning into right now? You know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, like what are, what do we consider social media and what do we not consider maybe social media? That's an excellent question. I would consider all of those social media. And the great thing is Gen Z really does mess with Facebook. So 
<laughs> that is true. <laughs> they dabble on Instagram. They're primarily on TikTok. They're on Pinterest. Everybody's on Pinterest. Um, and I mean, everybody's on all of them, but you know, your Gen Z, your younger millennials and Gen Z, they kind of look at Facebook as where mom and grandma are. So they yep. kind of stay away from there. Your millennials are definitely more Snapchat and uh, Instagram. And, you know, the thing I think everyone needs to understand is that both YouTube and Pinterest are actually search engines. Um, YouTube is the world's largest how-to university. So it's where people are watching videos to learn how to do things. Pinterest is an inspiration search engine. So it's where people are going to theme. One of the big themes, I think I told you this when we chatted, is... Um, 50th birthday celebrations, 100th birthday celebrations, right? People are starting to search and plan their holiday parties already, right? So they're looking for themes on Pinterest for kids' birthday parties. I don't think my grandchildren have ever had a party that was not Pinterest themed. I don't think their rooms have ever not been something that was found and discovered on Pinterest, right? And so when you know who it is that you serve, the next thing you need to figure out is, because you better know how you serve them, right? And so you better, you need to know next, where are they hanging out? Where are they in mass? And not just the platform, Who, whose pages are they following? Who are they interacting with? What content are they interacting with? Okay. And one of the things that you just mentioned that I thought would be a great topic for this episode is all of the generations, you said Gen Z, millennials, um, all of them are going to be on Pinterest. And I think for some of us that have been around a while, we think of Pinterest as the home of the mommy blogger, where we would go learn how to reorganize our closets and make the latest recipe. And for those of us that started with Pinterest, I guess, what is it, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, that's really what it was. But now it's different. And you know, Pinterest has evolved and also the assumption that you maybe had to have a blog to even be on Pinterest and, and, and all that might be a little different. So catch us up on what Pinterest is now in this modern world and what it looks like um, for us that are in business looking to market. Hey guys, Shelly here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to my free monthly training, The Branding Power Hour. This is a virtual event that's held the fourth Wednesday of each month at noon mountain, 1 p.m. Central. If you are a small business owner wanting to grow your personal brand with simple strategies that work and really level up your marketing, this is the place for you. We share tips and tricks to be better at marketing your business. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes and you must be on the list to register to get the Zoom link. Come on out and join us. We can't wait to meet you. Absolutely. I just sent out one of the hottest emails I've ever sent out this morning. No, I might be exaggerating, but I always tell the truth. So Pinterest, like I said, is a visual search and in, in, in inspiration search engine. So their algorithm actually can read the photo and know what's in the photo. It can, it knows what um, is in it conceptually, whether it's a pet, whether it's a person, it even can read your skin tone. So if I'm on there searching for foundations, it will, you know, assume based on different things and it will provide different tones to look at and that you can search for. 
And so it's not just for do-it-yourself crafters, recipe, or Etsy people. I don't think it ever was, but I think because they had so much success, we all kind of naturally assumed that's what it was for. I've had a lot of success on there with beauty and skincare. Well, that kind of fits what we typically think of interest for, right? But they have been using AI for years. And so I've been able to go in and look at my insights. And I know that the people who are looking at my beauty pins are also very much into finance. <laughs> All right. Bingo I, right there. Talk about retargeting. I mean, exactly. the fact that so, you can make that tie is fascinating. And I don't, I, know, I mean, I guess you can do that with other social media, but it sounds like there's more metrics in Pinterest. Um, so because maybe our listeners are not familiar with all this before we get on that rabbit hole, talk about, um, I guess, who Pinterest, we talked a little bit about who Pinterest is for, but talk about it as for a small business owner. Um, what, and, and from the term of like, do we market our newsletters? Do we market our blogs? Do we market our products? Like if I'm a new business owner, or maybe I've been in business for three to five years, maybe I'm running my my business on Instagram um, pretty much or, or leaning into those types of social medias. And I'm just now getting together a newsletter and trying to maybe pivot and do a little bit different outside of constantly trying to chase the latest and greatest Instagram algorithm. How does Pinterest tie to this? Like how can we use Pinterest to think outside the box and maybe differently from our competitors? I think the to the perfect answer to that is to use it as a search engine. So use it to rank where you may not be able to rank on Google. Okay. Okay. So you, that's the first thing is the ability to get rank in images, get rank on the first page of Google, which in a lot of other instances you may not be able to, because first of all, they're showing more and more sponsored on that quote unquote mm -hmm. first page. In fact, it's not, they're making it so that it's seamless and you just kind of forever scroll, right? So you want to really think about it from, and the alpha and the omega with me when it comes to marketing is always going to be, who do you serve? Who is your ideal client? What are they searching for? So play with the keyword search, start searching for what you think your ideal client would be searching for in terms of solutions that your product or service offers and pay attention to the content, who's posting it and what keywords they are using. The second thing I would do is I would look at my existing context, uh, content in context of those search terms and repurpose it to be shared and distributed on Pinterest and, and giving priority to short form video because Pinterest is definitely in the short form video game. They're also in the live streaming game. And the wonderful thing is that you can link directly to your blog, to your checkout cart, to a sales page, to a lead generation form on any type of pin that you create and put on Pinterest now where that's not true across other platforms. You can't do it with a YouTube short. You can't do it with a TikTok. You can't do it with a Facebook or Instagram reel where you can have where I have tons of short form videos up and there's a little visit button down at the bottom. The other thing is you can put a lot of words on those short form videos, including calls to action to click the visit button, to read the description, and you can link directly to your blog. I would set up, oh, I'm throwing up here. I'm sorry. 
No, I, I love was... it. I do this all the time. So just keep it coming. Okay. They can pause. I'm just, I'm just, they I'm can just pause and right? rewind. Yes. Okay. So you can also set up an RSS feed to bulk post from your blog. So anytime you create a blog post, it will automatically post into a specific board. And you want to do that because one of the things the printer's algorithm is looking at is your 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 website and domain authority. And you're going to claim that website. I go through all of this in my course. So I feel like I'm just really like, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot more methodical in the course. And you can then boost that, that Pinterest is going to trust your blog a lot more once you've claimed it and you're, you have that RSS feed going. It also protects your content from if someone else posting from your blog, you'll get all of the metrics, you'll get all of the data. Even if someone else goes to your blog and clicks the little pin it button, and now they're pinning from your blog. So, you know, I also want to make sure we understand the, what I sent on that email this morning was real estate marketing is trending on Pinterest, right? And, you know, holiday cookies and crock pot recipes and early, um, you know, fall recipes are trending, but so is esthetician marketing. So is, I'd have to look, um, there are a lot of things that are are trending that you wouldn't necessarily associate with Pinterest. And so, for example, if you are in real estate, imagine yourself being on stage at the next real estate convention because you're posting real estate marketing tips, you're posting real estate social media marketing posts, and that might not necessarily be helping you sell a house, but what it is is it's increasing your credibility, your authority within your niche, and now you're on stage at a next event and now you can, you've got those bragging rights and you can post about that and you can share that and that's going to draw more people to you because you have the credibility and the authority you have to because you're teaching other people in your space right no. so that's that's a, that's my favorite example and you know as far as an esthetician the same thing you become known in your space but you're also sharing tips right skincare is booming on Pinterest right now. People want to know order of operation. They want to know the routine. They want to know the difference between morning routine and night routine. They want to know at what step should they apply their their sunscreen and how much sunscreen and, and is is chemical sunscreen better or or non-chemical. These are all things and solutions that you can provide. So when you begin with the end in mind, your ideal client, you're going to win every single time. And then there's expansion ability, because like I said, you not only can serve your ideal client, you can also become an authority and build credibility in your space. And that just further increases your value and makes more people want to do business with you. Okay. Well, first of all, you're speaking my love language with positioning and the social proof and getting yourself out there as the expert, because that's something we all need to do. We're allowed to connect and educate. It sounds like this is a great strategy, but I know that maybe some people are like, oh, just another platform to keep up with. How can we help them? I know you have a course, so we can talk about that in a second, but if you're just trying to figure out how do I implement this with all the other marketing I'm doing, like what, how do you suggest they maybe dip their toe in the water and start adding Pinterest to their already full plate of trying to figure out how to market their business. And Pinterest is not a platform that you have to be on every single day, all day. Know that. Okay. 
So the first step is definitely taking my course because it's going to walk you through. And I think the golden nugget is taking your existing content first and repurposing it and getting it on the platform. And once you get through the course and you learn the SEL mechanisms and different things behind it, you can move very quickly and you can nail Pinterest down in an hour a month. You can literally schedule all of your calls and get them up once a month for about an hour, right? You can batch create that content. And know that your content on Pinterest has a shelf life of much longer than five hours, which is typical of most other platforms, right? On on the low end, six months. On the high end, I've had pins still generating business for me four and five years later. Wow. And for for those that have listened to my podcast know that I am big into email marketing because you want to reach their clients with that one-to-one connection you know, turn potential clients into paying customers through email, but they post their freebie or their lead magnet. And again, it's gone in four hours. And so Pinterest is a great way to bring those people to your list by posting those lead magnets. Um, So you could help them with all the ways that they're trying to get their their goodness out into the world by helping them get those lead magnets um, with your Pinterest course. I'll give you my own strategy. So over the weekend, I spent time and put up pins on how to make money on Pinterest, right? And there's a call to action to download and watch The Secret to Winning at Pinterest, which I'm going to give your audience when you're short on time. And so it directs them to click that visit button. And in the description, it also tells them to read the note, which can be a short form blog post. And it also has more information in there. So I'm giving them some meat. I'm giving them some tips to earn their trust, their know, like, and trust, and then giving them something free. And now they're on my email list, right? But you can also just throw up an image of the cup. I could put up an image of the cover photo for this PDF and link to it Mm. as well. So you can, and that's the great thing with Pinterest is you can post that same link multiple times using different pieces of content and you can take like your blog post and say you create a nice cover photo for your blog post for Pinterest, a a nice Pinterest photo. You can change the font. You can change the color schematic. You're still going to use your brand colors, but you can change, which is the the highlight color and all of that. Mm -hmm. Just make it look a little different and repost it. So it's not like you have to be creating a whole lot of different pins. You can just create the same pins over and over and just make it look different. Uh, yes, work smarter, not harder. That is that is my second love language. Just, let's repurpose that content. Okay, so I know we have a lot of things that we talked today and we may have lost a couple people with some of our marketing lingo, but you've got them because we have a Pinterest course and, and a freebie. So just talk to them a little bit about how they can maybe start to go down this road and work with you and just, get to know the world of Pinterest? It is a very easy and I don't throw up as much <laughs> um, in the video training, the secret to winning at Pinterest when you're short on time. And it comes with a download of our workbook for you to begin filling out. Um, you can also follow me on social media. I'm talking all things Pinterest all the time lately. And, and that's YouTube, that's Instagram, um, TikTok, not as much. Um, and on Pinterest. So you definitely want to follow me there and get on my email list because I do email as well and educate like 
the content that is out in the email today is nowhere on social media right now. You can only find out about those searches by either one being in the group for the paid course or being on my email list where I gave a little sneak peek of some of the things that are trending right now. Just so because I think the big thing is, is people have this one dimensional view of Pinterest being for craft, do it yourself and recipes. And people that I work with tend to fall in three categories. They've never been on Pinterest at all. They never really understood it. Or they opened an account five, seven years ago, made a few pins, and they just haven't gone back. Or there are people who pin regularly, but they're pinning other people's stuff. And they're not promoting Um... their own lead magnets, their own products, their own services. And so those are the three people that, that I work with in this course. Takes you what my family's from the South. So there's this phrase, the Ruta to the Tuta of Pinterest, which is the whole hog, right? While minus, we don't go into ads because I do think that's a little bit more advanced and I wanted to keep it, you know, more for beginner to to intermediate. And it's a great course. There's six modules and each module comes with a PDF that not only has a transcript, but before the transcript, it summarizes the transcript with key moments and the time point so you can go directly to what you want to go to and you can also read the full transcript if because some people are readers right and it also comes with a workbook that was designed specifically to follow along with the course and begin optimizing your pinterest account because anybody can put up a pinterest account but you want your pinterest account to be optimized for discoverability for exploration for people to find you who are looking for you Awesome. Okay. Well, we're all going to go check that out and I'll have everything linked in the show notes so that you can get all the goodness. Um, And that's kind of where I like to take this podcast next is in addition to downloading your secrets to Pinterest um, freebie uh, thing, what is a tactical or practical step that our listeners could take maybe today or this week to just start building some momentum in this direction? How can they just start to like get on this Pinterest train and really think about how they can use it to market and sell their business. First thing I would do tactically is I would get on Pinterest and start playing with keyword searches and see what comes up. And you're, you're, I'm going to give you some money here. Your golden ticket is going to be what's missing. That should be. So even when you pull the search up, usually you will find the hole, right? Where is the gap between what people need to know and what's out there? And you're going to fill that gap and start posting and optimizing your account. So you want to look at your account name, your account description, and your board names and board descriptions and make sure those are optimized with what you intend to post about. And then post about it. That's awesome. Yes. So we have to start with the end in mind, just as you said. Start with that strategy of where are you going with your Pinterest account and make sure that you, you're doing those keyword searches and everything and you're just starting to get get that end goal in mind. And then we can go back in and fill in with all the goodness um, from her freebie in her course. So awesome. All right. So if we're going to tell them the best place to find you, share one place with our listeners where they can find you and start to connect with you. Messenger. Um Facebook still has the best communication platform in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So Facebook Messenger, um, uh, I answer the DMs on Instagram as well. And if I'm not just comment on a post um, that you're from this podcast and to check my DM because it may be in some hidden folder that I I can't see it. Sometimes I get notifications, but I just can't find the message 
and it's because it's in some hidden folder. So just if you if you're not hearing back from me, um, you can comment under a post that you listen to this podcast, and you can always email me too, um, as well. Awesome. All right. And I like that because I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm in my own DMs. If you get a DM or a response from me, it's me because I want to be connecting with the people that are in my DMs. So you, that's a great way to, but we do lose them. Sometimes they go out into the cyberspace of messengers. So commenting on a post or something and letting her know. She is at Tamira Hamilton on Instagram. So that's the last thing you can do. If you found this podcast helpful or this episode, you can screenshot it, tag Tamira and tag me. I'm at Shelly Niehaus and just share it with someone because that way they are also going to have the benefit of learning about how to incorporate Pinterest into their business. So thank you. Okay. Before we say goodbye, I always like to ask one last question. We want to leave our listeners inspired. So my last in question, my last question for you, Tamira, is what inspires you? Inspire me? <laughs> I'm Ben Nana. No, they really do. They are just like my grandson. Like he's the first boy. So I'm the first grandchild, first child, firstborn niece. So in a black family, that's like a big deal. It also mm. has a lot of responsibility. And uh, I had, my daughter is the same, but she adds on great grandchild and he's the first great, great grandchild. And so he's the first boy. My grandmother had five daughters and then she had a bunch of grandsons and only four granddaughters. And so he's the first boy in my line. And mm -hmm. he's just such a good hearted, just so loving and just the inspiration to not miss a moment is what really, really drives me. You know, I got to do more at home with my oldest daughter and the one regret I have in life is so much of with my youngest daughter is a blur because I was chasing that corporate carrot, right? I don't remember how old she was when she walked or when she first talked or her first word. I remember a lot of other little special moments, but I don't remember those. And so you know, sharing those memories. My grandson always remembers. So remember when we used to just remember that? And it just warms my heart just being able to be there and be present with them. And I love when I get together with all four of them at once, my little family, my little bubble, mm -hmm. my little bubble. It just it means the to me. And so having the freedom and space and the ability to be emotionally present is something that I couldn't necessarily give my children when they were younger, as much as I fought hard too, but I can give it to them now. And it's the only thing my grandchildren know from me. And the fact that my grandson and my granddaughter have never seen me work a traditional job means the world to me, my bloodline. Now a different reality has occurred from the one that I grew up in and was taught you go to school, get a good education, you get a good job and you work that job for 40, 50 years and then you retire and then you die. And so I've changed my bloodline and my granddaughter who was born in May of 2020, so we, know, we all know what was going on then, she has never seen her mom work outside the home. Her mom's not an entrepreneur, but she is, you know, in fact, she's going to preschool in a week or two because she's only ever been home and with all of us. And so she's really good socially, but she, you know, needs to get a little time. And I think it'll be good for her mom. And so I'm just really proud of that. And before my mom retired, 
who, who was very much against me doing all of this. And I have a fully disabled brother that she takes care of. She had started doing some working from home too. So I was the the rebel. I was the one who said, that's it. It's enough. I'm not going to keep living like this. And it set a whole other chain of events off. I don't say that narcissistically, but somebody has to do it. Somebody has to take the risk. Somebody has to take the socialist scheme blow. Somebody has to take the, why are you doing that? You're crazy. You're an educated fool to open the door for everybody else. And at the end of the day, it's not about this, but I was right. Mm. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for sharing how it changed the narrative in your family, like the generational narrative and just how it can empower not only your grandkids, but generations to come. And I, I think somebody needed to hear that today. So thank you, Tamira, for sharing that with us. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been great to have you here. Um, I want you to click on the notes, the show notes to learn all about Tamira and all the amazing things that she has, the goodies and her course and, and all the things. And again, we would both love to know how this message inspired you today. If it resonated with you, talk, do that screenshot like I uh, said before and send it on Instagram and your stories and tag us and let us know. Um, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and that will also let us know. And don't, don't forget to tag us either way. And remember, wherever you are in your life or business today, don't stay stuck. Keep going and be brave. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you were educated, empowered, or inspired, please follow and leave a review and share this episode with a friend. I want to help you get unstuck in life and business so you can build the life of your dreams. The first step on that journey is learning to calm the chaos and make space for what matters. Get my secret weapon for finding time in your busy life to make good things happen. Just click on the link in the show notes and grab my simple strategies to overcome overwhelm and take back your life. And until next time, remember, don't get stuck, keep going, and be brave.